Well, if you had a chance to look at the bulletin column that I wrote this week, I shared a little bit about the fact that our season of Advent really has a Marian character to it. Now, only because we journey with the Blessed Mother during these final days of her pregnancy leading up to the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day, but also because we have different Marian feast days during this Advent season, and even one that was just recently added to the universal calendar by Pope Francis just a few years ago. And so this past week, we had the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and then we had the Feast of Our Lady of Loretto, and tomorrow, December 12th, is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, that in 1531, the Blessed Virgin appeared several times to a man named Juan Diego and spoke a message and asked him really to become her messenger to the bishop and to so many other people. During this Advent season two, we're mindful of some of the prophecies of old, and I never tire mentioning the Isaiah prophecy that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and name him Emmanuel. And today we hear from the book of the prophet Zephaniah, And this passage that we heard today also draws our mind to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion, sing joyfully, O Israel, be glad and exalt. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord is in your midst. And it goes on. The Lord your God is in your midst, the mighty Savior. He'll rejoice over you. So... This uh, prophet Zephaniah and Zechariah has a very similar prophecy that says, Shout for joy or rejoice, O daughter Zion. There are some biblical scholars that have put side by side the greeting of the angel, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And seeing that shout for joy, O daughter Zion, similar to that greeting, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And the Hail Mary, well, the Lord is in your midst. This prophecy says of Zephaniah. So really calling to mind the fact that Mary is daughter Zion. As the prophet Zephaniah invites us to rejoice, well, I think we can rejoice over the fact of the story of Our Lady's apparition to Juan Diego. And every year on the occasion of the anniversary, I always take to reading the account that was given of the apparition. It's just a few pages in a book that I have and the message that Mary spoke to Juan Diego. And I found in it great cause for rejoicing that the message Mary spoke to this this, uh, peasant really was a message which now the entire world rejoices about. What do I mean by that? How is this? And so I've just extracted, 10 might seem like a lot, but I promise it'll move fast. The first cause for rejoicing, I think, in this message Mary spoke to Juan Diego was that Mary knows his name, and so I think by extension then, she knows all of our names. So when she comes to Juan Diego, she says, Juan, dearest Juan Diego. And so really calling him by a tender name, an affectionate name that a mother would call, his chi- call their child. So it was like Juan Juanito, Juanito, how are you? And so Mary knows his name, 
And I think we know that Mary knows our name as we ask her so often to pray for us. One of the messages Mary spoke as she continued speaking with Juan Diego was, she said that I will show him, so I will show Jesus. I will exalt him and make him manifest. So I think Mary shows forth God's power. And we especially think about that as the Lord is in our midst, as the prophet Zephaniah says, that God is one with us. He is Emmanuel, as Isaiah prophesies. And so the power of God has been shown by his birth of the Virgin Mary. The third thing that we can rejoice in as Mary speaks to Juan Diego is that she promises help and protection for him, that he can call upon her, that, he will, that she will pray for him. Next, I think that we can rejoice because not only does Mary know our name, but she also listens to us. She listens as a mother listens. She said this to Juan Diego, here I will hear, so here in this place, that here, I will hear their weeping, their complaints, and heal their sorrows, hardships, and sufferings. So one of the things she asked for was this church to be built, and Juan Diego was supposed to go to the bishop and ask for the church to be built. And and so in that place, the Blessed Virgin, along with her son Jesus, would hear their weeping and their complaints and heal their sorrows. So she listens to us as we make our prayers and petitions, as we ask her to join us in our prayer. So not only does she know our name and she listens to us, but also we rejoice in the fact that Mary reveals herself to be a mother. She says to Juan Diego, am I not here, I who am your mother? So there's this great reminder of this motherly role that Mary has, and not to forget that she is here, that she is present in that sense of hearing our prayers, listening and presenting them before the throne of God. Another aspect of this message, and kind of uh, interestingly, Juan Diego didn't want to be inconvenienced one day by the Blessed Mother as she was coming to him. And so he walked on the other side of the mountain where this was all taking place. And so, of course, Mary comes and says, Juan, where are you going? Why are you going this way? And so he was trying to avoid, but the reason he was trying to get to his destination was because his uncle Juan Bernardino was sick. He was dying, and so he wanted to get to his bedside. But Mary says that the very place you're going, you have no need. He will be okay. He will be fine. So Mary obtains healing, and that's another moment, I think, in the life of Juan Diego, that he's able to rejoice, to shout for joy for what God has done as he was in their midst, as the Blessed Virgin was there with him as well. Another aspect to rejoice in is that through Our Lady of Guadalupe, miracles have been manifested. And one of the miracles happened because the bishop, who was very doubtful of what Juan Diego was claiming, told Juan Diego that he wanted to have Castilian roses. Have these roses and bring them to me. Now they were out of season. There'd be no way they would be growing where, they would, where he would find them. 
But those roses were there, and Juan Diego gathers them, and he puts them in his cloak, and he goes to the bishop and says, I have your roses. He drops the roses to the ground, and an image of Our Lady as she appeared to him is impressed on the tilma. And so it's actually the image right over here, that uh, this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, it's still there today in Mexico, a garment that should have deteriorated in 30 or 40 years, still miraculously standing and witnessing to the power of God made manifest in that place. And those who have studied the image actually say that the image isn't imprinted on it, but it hovers above it. So it's very much one of these wonders that causes great awe and is beyond explanation. So that manifestation, this miracle, is a reason to rejoice and for us to shout for joy. Mary in the image that is impressed on this tilma has a pregnancy belt around her, an image uh, really associated with the native people to whom she was appearing to Juan Diego and as this image would be shown to others. And so as pregnant Mary is there, while this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe becomes an icon of the pro-life movement. And so shout for joy because life begins at conception. Another reason maybe this message of Our Lady to Juan Diego sparks us to shout for joy. Another interesting aspect, another cause for rejoicing is that the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe and St. Juan Diego going about sharing the message brought about many conversions to the faith. Quite interestingly, before this time, before the apparition to Juan Diego, these missionaries, the Dominicans or the Franciscans, were there trying to convert the native people, trying to teach the gospel, and they simply would not relent of their past ways. They wouldn't receive baptism. But Juan Diego tells the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and millions of people are converted during his lifetime, that they baptized all day long those who came to request it. So souls were converted to the faith because of what Our Lady manifested, what she said, the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Finally, this devotion is one that is quite widespread today among the Latinos, among uh, Mexicans, and they give great witness to their devotion and love and admiration of Our Lady of Guadalupe. This day, held in honor of the apparition, is one that they rejoice in. And they, in a sense, have a little battle cry that they cry out on this day. They say, Viva la Virgen de Guadalupe, viva, long live the Virgin of Guadalupe. They notice her presence in their country and in their lives and the power and manifestation of all that she obtained from God for them. Truly during the season of Advent, Our Lady rejoices as she's preparing to give birth to the Savior of the world. Elizabeth, who we'll hear about in the Gospel next weekend, rejoiced when Mary showed up and the child Jesus causes John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb to leap for joy. And so maybe as we reflect on how Mary's message can bring joy to the world today, well, we can reflect on what has brought us joy 
and how we can rejoice in the prayerful intercession of the Virgin Mary.